Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Today, we continue our 52-year journey through film, and not only that, but we conclude the month of November. This is it uh, for November. Yes. Only one month remaining after this. Uh... And we are discussing a movie from the year 2017, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Wow. Man. Crazy at the end of November now. That's that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, what a what a, a change of pace here going from uh, like just this whole month really. You know, you get the space mind-bendingness of Interstellar. You switch right. to more of a non-fictional like docu-movie but funny and weird but good and then you go to a a freaking musical with la la land a whole different kind of movie and now we get this just psychological social thriller like yeah um, man it's uh yeah it's a completely different ball game and you know this was my this was my second viewing of get out ever and the first time I watched it, I really, really liked it. But the second time I watched it, right. I really, really right? liked it. Like, um, like I, like, I tweeted after I finished watching. Yeah, I tweeted after I finished watching. You know, Get Out might be the best movie of the 2010s. It, and I'm fairly confident it might have the best last act of the Ooh. 2010s in a movie. Like, Ooh. uh. Man, it's it's a fucking good one. But let me let me lay the groundwork real quick, mm. and then we can continue the conversation. Get Out, released on February twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen, directed by Jordan Peele and written by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya as Chris Washington. This was mm. a hell of a film, man. This was a hell of a film, and I've got I think I've got a few awards that I'm gonna want to hand out later on in, mm-hmm. the, in the show. Uh, at least award nominees for our uh, for our tens award show. Um, it won best film and best original screenplay at the Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award. That's huge. Um, that's hype. huge. Um, we you know, at the actual at the the actual Oscars, it won best original screenplay as well. Um, nominated for Motion Picture of the Year, and damn. Jordan Peele and um, how do you pronounce his last name? Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Th- this I uh, before we've started this project, um, and I knew nothing about directors and you know um, all of like the world. I knew of like 
Nolan. I knew the names, but I didn't really know what movies they had, and I didn't really... I didn't have a good grasp of directors or anything like that. But Jordan Peele, he's, like, new enough for him to just direct movies that I've seen enough. And I'm like, ooh, I like his style. And, like, I just have, you know, gained a liking of him just naturally because I'm watching movies as they come out. Right. And and this movie, like, I love horror, but, like, horror recently hasn't been... Like, it's kind of been a little corny and a little cheesy and a little, like, just, it's like jump scares that are the only thing that really gets you. And it's not like the rise of a thriller and, like, you know, the the constant rise and you're on the edge of your seat, like, sort of, that horror used to be. But, like, Jordan Peele, he's just, he's brought it back. So perfectly, man. Like, this, uh, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's scary, Mm. But only because of the tension that it builds the entire time. You know, like, mm-hmm. it is it is building and building and building until it, it gets acted on. And it's, I uh, mean, a, a thing that's not usually scary is a, just a guy running through a field, you know? But, like, I, I guess he's running directly at him, it looks like. Dude, every time that scene comes on, I'm like... Even though I know, I know what it's all about. I know he's just like, you know, he's mad that he couldn't beat out um, whoever in that race in front of Hitler or whatever. So he wanted a body that he could be really fast in. That's you know? right. That's right. So, yeah, so that that's why he's, going. yeah, that's his exercise is just to run. And so he could be fast enough, you know, or whatever. But like, even just like something simple like that, like before all the action and craziness starts, like it's like. I don't know. Just get your heart, like, it, he knows how to, like, it's not just moments that don't mean anything that just are meant to scare you or something. It's, like, the little bits of the story that, like, maybe you don't realize at first are, like, story bits, you know? Like, and that's why this movie's so great, is that on every rewatch, you pick up little things that you're like, oh my god, that's why she's doing it, instead right, of, right. Um, like, actually out of love or whatever, like, um, like, his ID in the beginning, like, um, Whenever the cop's coming up to him and like, hey, do you have your ID? The reason she's so pressed is not because of the racial tension between them. It's because she doesn't want any paper trail of them two being together because she knows that he's going to go missing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if he gave the cop his ID, then there would have been, like, a link between them. And, like, it wasn't just – it wasn't her trying to be, racial, you know, just and, and be like, no, you don't need to do that. It was just, like, strictly for their gain. And, and there, are, there are plenty of examples like that. Mm. Like, man, she is a fucking queen of uh, gaslighting. Like, yeah, she is potentially the hardest character to watch <laughs> in this movie knowing oh, yeah. what's going on. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, first, like, the first watch, you have hope. You know, you have hope until oh, she, she's like, "I don't know what's going on. I don't. I can't find yeah, the keys." I don't. Exactly. And you're like, oh, okay. And then she's like, "They're right here." And you're like, "Fuck!" Oh yeah. my god. Mm. Yo, the, and like, I gotta be real, man. I think there might be five performances in this movie worthy of nominations. Sheesh. Okay. I think Daniel Kaluuya and lead actor, Bradley Whitford and supporting actor, the mom <gasps> and supporting actress. We uh, are already Betty running. Gabriel and supporting actress. And we uh, have to eliminate 
an actor. We are full. We are full. Do we want to expand it by one and get rid of it at the end of the decade, or we're doing it now? It's It's happening now? Yeah, sure. All right, let's see who we got. We got Leonardo DiCaprio as Cobb in Inception, Andy Serkis as Caesar in The Rise of Planet of the Apes, Jamie Foxx as Django, another Leo as Jordan Belfort, Matthew McConaughey as Cooper in Interstellar. Damn, Steve Carell as Mark Baum and Ryan Gosling as Sebastian. I have to go with one of the first two. Okay. Do we... And I'm of the mind we just go ahead and nix Cobb. Leonardo DiCaprio okay. Cobb. He's he didn't really have to reach for much. But yeah, Andy Serkis had to literally like, act as an animal. Like, Because here's my thing. I think Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort has a better chance of winning than Leonardo DiCaprio as Cobb. So, fuck it, you know? Fair. I like this. Okay. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya as Chris. That's, uh, that's like, but... Beyond that, Bradley Whitford as the mm. as the father, uh, Catherine Keener as the mom, uh, Betty Gabriel as uh, who we come to know as the grandma, but Georgina. Mm. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, and, Al- and I think Allison Williams as Rose is probably worthy of a Best Actress nod for and being the main best, role. Best. You said Catherine Keener. Yeah, and or, and Betty Gabriel. Catherine Keener. Oh, for Best Actress? Nah, I yeah. thought that should be uh, Allison Williams. Rose, the daughter. Oh, I just read one name too high. There we go. Who was... Oh, that's the mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. She looks a lot younger in her real picture than in the movie. Okay. Um, yeah, Catherine Keener, low-key. Like, this cast is incredible. I lo- First off, I love Bradley Whitford. Uh, just in hmm. just in general, I think he's a great actor, and uh, this was another good. This was a great role for him. Uh, plays it really uh, uh, scarily well, um, hmm. freakishly well. Even apparently, uh, um, Catherine Keener is in like another movie that's similar to this, where like um, instead of like how Get Out is focused on like the racial injustice of the time. Um, Catherine Keener was in a movie that was more focused on, like, the inequality between women and men. Mm. Um, and it was, like, about how women were being controlled and put into, like, the perfect wife role sort of thing. And, like, just left to, like, do that. And, like, um, there, like, I, there was a video of Jordan Peele, um, he was answering, like, fan theories. And, like, you know, saying if they were way off, if they were true, if they had any credence or whatever. And one fan, like, went super deep into, like, both of these movies. And were like, they live in the same universe. And Catherine Keener is an escaped, um, you know, victim of this. So that now she's doing it again. She found a neurosurgeon who can do it, like, legitimately or, like, whatever. Um, And, like, that it's all the same universe. And Jordan Peele was, like, um, he said, like, this was actually talked about, like, during the filmmaking. But it was never, like... Um, Put in the script or anything. Never, yeah, it was never, yeah, like, we have to stick to this. It, he just said it was just sort of like a, a cool connection that they well, that they like, did think about, like, go all ahead and play this character the exact same, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I don't know. There's, but dude, let's see. Did I get this screen? Okay, I got. Was... Let's see. I think I I got Catherine Keener's Missy, the mom, supporting actress, and Betty Gabriel's... Bradley Whitford, the dad, Allison Williams, um, Daniel Kaluuya. And was there any others? Yeah, I wanted to throw in Betty Gabriel as Georgina and supporting yes, actress. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, she does fucking fantastic. Those uh, those oh. moments where she's like breaking through the surface, and she's she, she like a tear falls down her face, but it has nothing to do with what she's saying. It's like, oh my god. Yes, the uh, this this one. This was the first time I realized that whenever she's pouring tea for them at the beginning, they're eating outside, and she starts to break a little bit, is because the mom does the spoon, um, little. On the the tea yeah, cup, yeah, yeah. and it start it like makes Georgina like remember that, and so that's mm-hmm. like why she starts to like freak out, and like I don't know, that was the first time I realized that like on this watch, um, yeah. That's, there's that's there's just crazy. so many things like that, in, like yeah. yeah. I haven't watched this in like five years, so like uh, I yeah. didn't only I hardly remembered. I, I like I I knew the general outline of it, but like there were points in this movie where like I even for a moment mm-hmm. forgot. Uh, that she was all the his girl was all the way bad mm. until he found those photos and I was like that's right that's what I was like she's she's sus as fuck but like uh I was like she's like and the whole time it's like nagging at me like she's she's fucked up I, I remember her being fucked up and then uh but like she was so convincing that I was like <laughs> I know hey, man, maybe she, she's yeah. not I know that's the sad part is that like she you want her to be so bad like it's like oh okay we actually have someone who's like decent or whatever but. And that's the thing is that like all of the, um, all of the ways that like basically every white person in this movie proves that they're not racist is like kind of racist in its own, you oh, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like oh I like, would have voted for Obama if he ran a third time. Yeah, and like oh, okay, that means you're definitely not racist. Or oh, I know Tiger Woods, I love that guy. <laughs> or Best like golfer I'd ever seen. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, it was, it's just, like, rough. And I think, like, this is, it's an interesting, um, take on, like, racism in movies. Because usually when you see it, it's dealt with, like, usually the more right-leaning part of the oh, spectrum yeah, that you liberals. see it from. It's the danger yeah. of white liberalism. Um, and it's, like, it's, it's kind of, like, the, f- the fear, I think, is not, that they are, like, as destructive as, like, the right is whenever it comes to racism. But it's, like, they, the left that are racist, they kind of have in their minds that they're not. Like, they've convinced themselves that they're not because of the reasons they think. And it's, like, is that more dangerous, you know, like, like subconscious racism rather than it being surface level? I You know, it's, like, it's a whole different kind of ball game. Well, which they, is, try to, they try to pass it off in this movie, especially as if it comes from a place of admirance. Hmm. Like, you are just simply capable of more than we are. We, we need to take over. We need, we need to take hmm. over your body. We need to, we praise you because we mean to use you for our own gain. That's and true. That, that's it, yeah. kind of a very white liberal idea. That is an aspect that, like, I, I didn't think about until, like, this watch was that like why um if they if these people are racist why would they themselves want to put themselves in a black body 
you know, like, you would think that would be kind of, like, a, a worse nightmare situation for someone who's racist is to, like, wake up and you are, like, now in a black, black body, <laughs> you know, right? So, like, it, it, like, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't really make sense. But then this way, it's kind of, like, I don't know. They're p- trying to pass it off as, like, a uh, – because in the video of the grandpa – like he was like, we can combine both of you know the best of both worlds, Your like ability uh, and our our will. Yeah, or like into yeah, like, was it? Know, what the yeah, fuck, dude? yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah, uh, um, and we know what he meant by that. He's a, he's a, and that's the thing is that they're also trying to. It seems like it's capturing this side of uh, racism that's not overt. It's not mm. uh, racial slurs. It's not all, like it's it's not. I mean, it is hate crimes. Ultimately, it ends up being hate crimes. But like, uh, they're they're the type of people who, like you said, would go, "No, I'm not racist. No, mm. but I'm, I'm I'm not racist. I have I have a black friend, or et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, like they're they're that sort of racist. Where it's like, uh, the only means you see black people as a means to an end. Mm. Not uh, not people, like uh, yeah. as a commodity, you know. He even says to him, like, it's so great to be able to go and take in someone else's culture. Mm. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a privilege to be able to experience someone else's. Like even like, like even when he said the word privilege, it was just like I don't know, like just it, everything the dad says, like is just like, ah, rough. Like, or uh, even yeah. the other fame of that show up, like black is in fashion right now like literally oh. like in fashion like they're putting it like it's insane like whenever you know that these people are here to maybe buy this body mm-hmm. like instead of like they're just here for the family whatever like whenever you know that and then the way they talk to him like the lady coming up to, to him like feeling his muscles to see like if he was like you know strong enough yeah. or like um How's your golf swing? You know, like well, and that's what's golfer? crazy though is that like he, Jordan Peele takes something that happens to black people in mm. real life. Mm. Uh, can I touch your hair? Can like, uh, wow, is it like, is it true? Is it better? What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, dude. It took, oh. It took things that white people actually say to black people and put it in the context of them potentially purchasing them and it's like oh man no no wonder this is classified as a horror movie you mm. know yeah and like they um wanting him to quit smoking so bad is not like out of like care you know care for him it's just because they want his body to remain you know as healthy as possible it's like you like you has all these things, like, all, like, that they, you know, that you think that you, these people have, like, some good in them, you know, like, some gleaming part of them at all, like, whatsoever. And it's like, nah, oh, it's man. just a it's psychotic bad. family that, um, somehow, like, I mean, like, the worlds that Jordan Peele sets up are, like, insane. Um, like, in, uh, Us... Like the complete like upside down kind of world, like it's always, it's always like something that you're just never gonna think of, and it's like oh, literal brain transplant, pretty much. Like 
post kind of West, you know, Westworld situation right, here. Right, right. It's like, what? Like, that's the movie I'm watching right now? Not just no, like, yeah, a, like I got a slasher killer? Or, yeah. I went, I got to that part of the movie and went like, oh, yeah, like, it's like a whole surgery, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know what, like, at a point you're kind of expecting some sort of ritual where the dad's gonna mm. throw on some wizard robes and like uh, a pointy white hat and go like let's uh, let's see what I can make happen here mm. uh, but no nah, it's surgical you know and uh, an- another couple things I forgot like uh, the beginning of the movie when Lakeith Stanfield's character Dre is walking down the road and he gets attacked by a dude in the mask the mask was worn by her brother and her bro- like it's her brother's mask mm. he finds his car later it's like oh mm-hmm. my god that's just such a a wild, Ooh, wild little uh, shining references in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the title card, uh, the blue letters, same as the Shinings uh, title card, um, which is cool. And like that's the the credit, opening credits and the ending credits are like in the same fashion. Um, Redbone, just like playing at the beginning of the movie, was cool. Like from mm-hmm. Childish Gambino, was kind of kind of cool. Um, but other shining references. Um, Whenever, oh, what's his name? The TSA agent. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Rod. Rod yeah, Williams. Um, whenever Rod is on the phone, I think, with um, with Chris, he, like, there's uh, just a announcement in the background that says Flight 237, just to mm. pay homage to Room 237. And then That's whenever, um, whenever Dre is getting attacked on the street by the brother... Um, right before, when he's on the phone, he says, like, this, this damn neighborhood's like a hedge maze. Um, ah, like, you know, a little, yeah. little homage to the, to the, the maze there. Well, I feel like I, there was I, one more. I'm glad you're pointing this out because I feel like there is no more clear influence on this movie mm. Mm. than The Shining, where it's like a slow burn where you can tell stuff is slowly going fucking wrong. And, you know, The Shining has some more, mm. uh, paranormal elements, uh, but just just from the surface level of the dude who is slowly losing his fucking mind in a place with his wife and child, uh, like that's going to mm. be a problem. Um, and it just like it slowly devolves into a place where you're like, oh my god! Whenever he's out uh, talking to his girl, and she's a, uh, he's like, we gotta like, I think we might have to go. Like I don't I don't think I'm I don't think I'm here for this. And she's like, so you're gonna leave me? That whole conversation. Uh, and meanwhile, they're silently holding up numbers to indicate how much they're bidding on this guy. And it's like, oh, my God. And she was like, let's go for a walk. You know, she she knew it was like perfect time, you know, perfect timing for you guys to go on a walk, huh? Mm. Just, just it's, sad. It's rough. Like everything, every little detail, like every watch like every time you watch it's like oh dang that's why they're doing it you know like uh it's just so what's like just devastating i don't know it's it's just you want well, it's so disheartening to know where it's going like you're like mm. nobody here actually means well Mm-mm. yeah there no are people who act like they mean well but they they aim to purchase this man mm. that's that's uh it's disgusting and uh like again, I want to point out the performance of Daniel Kaluuya just because he's fucking brilliant in this movie. Mm. Uh, 
I don't know if you saw the news today, and this is going to be a little time capsule for everybody uh, since it's news today and not at the end of November. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is uh, not going to reprise his role of uh, Wakabi in uh, Black Panther 2 because it it conflicted with his filming schedule for Nope. So Hmm. this was a man who passed up the Marvel bag to work with Jordan Peele again. Makes Um, sense. That's uh, kind of sick. I really, really love that, you know, like, and I cannot wait to see Nope now. Like, it was such a perfect time to watch Get Out, like, uh, Mm. just for everyone, the time lapse here is that it is actually July 14th in our our reality at the (laughs) the date of recording, and uh, Nope is The Truman Show will come out tomorrow. Um, Yes, the Truman Show. Podcast-wise, and, which is interesting, you know, a little... Almost 20 years ago. Questioning reality. You know, at the same time, yeah, yeah. And, uh, kind of some weird. Uh, things always seem to line up strangely, right? With the pod right. every now and then, like the Avatar lineup of like Avatar two coming out right when we do, like well, when we recorded. I, I guess it's when we recorded it. That when it our out. podcast comes out. It'll be a couple weeks after the re-release. That's right. Of the first movie, and then it comes out in December, but. Regardless, regardless, get out. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, fucking brilliant. One of my favorite uh, just looking scenes in the movie is when he goes outside to take a smoke. uh, And the way they light him in the dark is Mm. fucking incredible. Just like the the bluish light lighting that they always use whenever it's dark outside. And that's the, like, oh, it is pretty to look at, man. And uh, when he turns and he sees... uh, he sees Georgina looking, looking really hard at the at, her, mm. at herself in the reflection, and that's where I kind of go like, uh, so it's probably not. Uh, you're, 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 they're a little bothered by it because she is just sitting there like, uh, staring at herself real hard. Uh, but when he Eesh. gets back inside and he has to, uh, he runs into the mom. And she's like, uh, they, she starts talking to him about her, his mother's death. And, uh, when she ultimately hypnotizes him, that is some of the scariest shit ever. When he's like, why can't I move? I can't move. Why can't I move? That's she's not like, okay. Paralyzed. Nope. I like, and it, it was so outrageous and crazy that the next morning he wakes up from the sunken place and is like, well, it must have all been a dream. There's literally no way. That, that shit happened and then he gets outside ready to smoke and he's like nope don't want to do that he, he runs into the grandpa and he's like uh doggone man how you doing today um sorry about last night i was just getting my exercise Mm-mm. and he's like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck 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 <laughs> <laughs> the next call he has with Rod after that, and he's like, uh, I think she hypnotized me, man. He goes, no! Get the fuck out of there! Like, that's, that's, that's it. Instantly. Yeah, he knew. There, there was also a fan theory that Rod, this was all a pipe dream that Rod had, um, and that he hmm. is a TSA agent that doesn't really see much action, and this is a story that he tells everyone that he actually did, and, you know, because at the very end, because, yeah, like, at the very end, like, he's the hero, really, you know, because... When that cop car pulls up, your instinct isn't like, oh, he's saved. It's like, oh, no. It's like he's going to get blamed, you know? How effective is that? Oh, yeah. In a movie, to be like, like, I don't even, like, 
you can show this movie to anybody and they'll know it's it's a fucking like ooh like oh wait a minute he's sitting, yeah it's like, like sitting over a, a white woman's body who's dying like you're like if this is a cop this is the end of the movie like the first time i watched it i go oh fuck no 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 like i'm like no please there's an God. alternate ending where he goes to jail and that was a real cop and he did jordan peele just, he didn't like how been, it ended he didn't like how probably would have been like a little it. bit more that's probably a little bit more realistic of a social commentary sort of thing of how this would have gone they would have uh you know uh, he thought to purchase and sell yeah. this man and then he would have protected himself on the way out killing all of them and then he'd be arrested for that he um, thought that the the feeling that you get alone whenever you don't know that it's rod the tsa agent he said like mm-hmm. that's enough he said like because everyone feels that by the end of the movie everyone is like oh no like he's in trouble not he's saved and he said like the fact that every like it makes you feel that way in the first place like you get the whole message without him having to go through all of the actual jail and seeing the cop probably beat him exactly, up and, because and you, you know like all those thoughts run through your head in those seconds where you're like well he's fucked yep uh, whenever he runs the doc, whenever he runs the dad through with the deer, and he bashes dude's head in, and like maybe the the most fulfilling one is whenever uh, the ex boyfriend, possessed by the grandpa, mm. shoots her, and is yeah. like, he wakes him up, with the little flash. Yeah, like, All right, he's like, I can do it. Mm. Look, give give me the chance, and he doesn't even he doesn't turn to act like he's gonna shoot him or nothing. He just grabs the gun and shoots her in the stomach, and he's like. Oh, that's that for me. I've had enough. Um, oh, that'd be torture. Like, oh my god, having it's unfathomable, dude. I can't. No. I, I. It's like a new fear. New, like that. I don't know. That's that's the thing with Jordan Peele movies. Is he he, he just unlocks new fears that are not there before? I was not worried about a family. Uh, you know, of dating someone, and then it turns out that they just want my body to uh, have me be a host, or um, I have an exact other copy of my family out there in another world that can come and just replace my family at any time. I'm gonna tell or, you, after I watched <laughs> Us for the first time, I did not stick around a second to look at a mirror. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah, I mean, not. I I dip. I don't look back. What if my reflection didn't go with me, bro? Absolutely mm. the fuck not. Nope, I'm good. I'm chilling. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know, Jordan Peele has a way. And he's... I don't know, he's... uh, uh, He's the only other kind of horror director I'm putting on the same level as, like, a Kubrick horror with uh, mm, with The Shining. Okay. That's like... I, I, I Nope, because that'll be the one that I'm like... I'll be able to tell you for sure. Uh, when does that come out? Next week, next Thursday. Oh, man. Premiere night. Whew. I'm gonna have to do a little double feature, Thor mm. and and Nope. Yeah, yeah. But uh, nah, man, I really, really love this movie. And like the thing that it's also anchored by like a devastating backstory for Chris. Oh. That especially on second viewing, I really, really, it really permeated through a lot more for me. You know, because the first time I watched it, they just hit a deer at the beginning of the movie, and that's just kind of like it. I kind of forget about it. 
over the court. Like, but then it coming back around to where his mom was killed in a hit and run. And that's what he's reminded of when they hit the deer. And that's why it's so hard for him. And that's why he needs to tend to it right then and there. They can't not mm. do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he hits Georgina on the way out and he's like, don't you just, just go, just go. You don't have to motherfucker. And he like mm-hmm. gets out and helps her and stuff. And he tried, man. He tried. I mean, he did. If it were me, it's crazy. I mean, if it were me, I'm in that car. I'm gone. I'm gone. The I'm second, gone. I don't even think I get to the car. Like, I, I mean, in the first place, talk about a oh, freaking I mean, if big being, brain if being play. Like, absolutely for real. Mm. For being absolutely for real, this woman doesn't take you to meet her parents. You're white. That's fair. I'm immune. <laughs> um, so that's good. Um, I guess I'm. Yeah, we can avoid that. Yeah, now I now I'm not afraid at all um, of this movie. Now, I mean, it could be a, a villain path though, where someone has seen this movie and they flip it on its head, true, um, and only take white people. Um, could is a possibility. Um, so I'm still afraid. Um, it's back on fear. Fear I mean, is back just on. Just the general <laughs> idea of being your, your body being hijacked is horrifying. Like that's a. Yeah. Uh, a terrifying idea. But talk um, about, like, the reveal of how he didn't get hypnotized with him stuffing cotton in his ears. How, you know, like... He looks down at the fucking chair and is like... Mm. And the way he reacts the next time it pops up on the screen, no, no! And he, like, fakes asleep and you're like, okay. Uh, cotton, too. And the it. fact that it was cotton, you know, out of, mm. like, out of anything. Like, was it, I mean... I don't know. Very like every he's very calculated with his his movies. Like every line means something. Um, like I don't know, the basement sealed off because of black mold. Um, black mold um, is I mean that's basically what I these love... people are. Um, oh to yeah, like don't go down to the like, don't like it's a basement. mold that they are. You know they all show up in black cars. Um, mm. Like all, arrived, know, like, they're all wearing and, black turtle turtlenecks, but when they're about to take his body, they're all in white. Mm, mm. And every person that's already turned, um, you never see their hairline because of the surgery, like the surgery marks. Yeah, like Georgina, yeah, yeah. her wig like comes down to like cover that, and then like he wears um, and every both of the men they wear hats uh, to cover yeah, exactly. it up every time. Um, Yo, and Lakeith Stanfield having, like, an itty-bitty role where he's in, like, two scenes, but uh, absolutely bodying it in in the in the second scene there, wherever he uh, he has to... He gets the flash in his eyes for the first mm. time, and he's like, get out. Get get the fuck out of here. Leave. Go. Get out. Like, he's like, you have no idea what the fuck is going on right now. You have to leave. Uh, man, that shit hits hard. Man, I, uh, this movie is just, like, uh, impeccably well-written, insanely well-made, incredibly well-acted, uh, and, and it ultimately, like, we talked about this off mic, it doesn't have a happy ending, but considering the circumstance, it had about as happy an ending as we could possibly have. Mm-hmm. I had the thought while watching this that this is what Tarantino wishes his last acts were like. 
like he like and there there are several cases in Tarantino movies where the main character commits atrocious violence you know bashes a dude's head in runs him through with the de- with a with deer antlers and stuff like that uh, immediately following some atrocious act done unto them. It happened with uh, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens with a lot of his protagonists, Django and Django Unchained and uh, characters like this. And uh, this took that moment in a Tarantino movie and made it the entire movie. And it was That's so yeah. fucking good. Mm. I mean, there, by the end of this... Like, yeah, there's no part of me that's like, oh, no, they're dead. It's like, thank God. No, dead. thank God. It's like, yeah, no, like, should have happened sooner. Um, like, these people need to be just put down, uh, just not exist anymore. Um, just murder them. Yeah, like, that's, I think. How does the, uh, how did the mom die? He, she stabbed him with, like, oh, an ice pick or something. And then oh, he shit, used yeah. that in, psh- and then hit like I think through her eye or something like that. Yeah, like he went yeah. hit her and like she just instantly. Oh, dropped. and I, I forgot about that part because it was just like he's gone through it. Yeah. At this point, he's like the bocce ball, bang bang, deer yeah. through the dad walks upstairs, and he's like, I'm, I just need to get out of here. And he's like, Oh my god, the mom's here. Fuck. Just Takes- like. All the psychological horror he's gone through. It's like a fucking screwdriver through the hand or whatever the fuck. That's goddamn nothing to me, man. Just go ahead and do it, and I'll murder you here in a second. Um, <laughs> it was so it was so effectively well done, and the dude trying to hold him back from the door, and uh, you know, ultimately doesn't uh, doesn't pay off for the lad the- because he gets a. The parallel, do you, uh, like, saying, uh, like, fighting's like a game of chess. You know, you gotta be three, four steps ahead, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it takes him on the fourth kick of the door. He kicks it three times shut, and then he's like, oh, okay, if I kick it now, then I can just stab him in the leg, and he can go down. So he was, yeah. like, four steps ahead, like, you know, which which was just kinda, kinda cool. Um, like, all the things that just came back, and, like, all the little callbacks, all the little things that you realized on, like, a second watch... Um, or like even a third for it, like the little things that you don't pick up on the first time is, I don't know. It's just, the movie just keeps getting like better and better. Um, God, it really does this out fun, fucking crazy piece of trivia. This movie was filmed in just over three weeks. What took 23, this took 23 days to film. And you know he it is all in one ex- location. He knew exactly what the story was. They just they just yep. knew exactly what they needed to do. Like he had to have just had just had every story and shot like already known. That's nuts. Three weeks. Like there's no ad libbing. Maybe in, or, I don't know. Like I don't really. Well, I guess maybe there could be. He's just like. I don't know, that's that's insanely quick for a whole movie, right? Don't like you like what's like a Marvel movie take like probably a couple months, sixty yeah. days at least. Damn, like the episode of uh, Game of Thrones season eight, episode three, the Long Night took sixty nights. <laughs> Jesus, and they filmed they filmed at night for sixty straight nights. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and 
you wonder why everyone was like, I'm done, man. I'm done with the show. We're good. We can leave. Man. But, that, uh, that's imp- three man. weeks, though, here. That's I guess there's no crazy visual effects or no crazy, you know, really anything going on. Um, but... I mean that's I mean that just makes the movie kind of even more impressive though. Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, mm. I told you not to go in that house. I mean, how'd you find me? I'm TS motherfucking A. We handle shit. That's what we do. Consider <laughs> this situation, situation fucking handled. Fucking handled. <laughs> you know, just a little bit of little bit of Jordan Peele comedy, you know, coming through. You know, a little bit, and which is oh yeah, absolutely. Um, which is crazy. Which uh, is crazy. You know, and Jordan Peele, like, he says uh, that horror is a whole lot like comedy. And he said, like, comedy, you're just looking for a laugh, but horror, you're looking for your heart to, you know, pump, just pump a little harder. And he said, mm-hmm. like, he said it's just, a, it's a, very similar in, like, coming up, writing a joke versus writing, like, a something to get your heart going, which mm. is, I don't know. I've never really thought of the two to be similar in any way, but. Um, makes sense. It makes sense. How about uh, another role in this movie that we haven't really mentioned was the the man who was ready to buy uh, Chris, played by Stephen Root, Jim Hudson. Oh. Uh, of Hudson Galleries. I want your eyes, man. I want those things you see through nothing, that guy. Nothing... Yeah, hey, don't let me oh. in with them. Oh. Don't let me in with them, you know. Yeah. Uh, I want I want you because of the things you see through. It's like, all right, all right, you fucking fuck. Um, Went full creepy villain mode at the end there. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It could be a little nicer to the body you're about to completely take over. Hmm. Um, In my mind, at least. You know, if I'm already there and I'm that messed up in the first place to be in this situation, to be taking over a body, I feel like I'd be nice and be like, like man, I, I I know, you know, you're in a really man. I know this sucks. You know, like I know, I'm oh, man. sorry. Believe me, believe me. <laughs> I know how this looks, man. <laughs> I know how it looks, but I promise I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, I don't think there's any getting out of this. No, uh, no matter no. what, it's a dick move. Maybe maybe oh. he does just realize that, and he's like, yeah, there's no getting out. There's no being nice here. Actually, yeah. uh, I mean, he tries though. Even then, he still tries. Don't let me in with them. I'm not as bad true. as them. Like I'm doing this because I'm blind. I want. I guess eye. he really doesn't see color. You know, he doesn't even. He literally doesn't. He doesn't see anything. He is literally part of a organization. I don't know what to call. It feels like an organization that goes back. Uh, well, and they call it they call it a couple the, different the or, things. Because, the orc, uh, the orc, orcus, the there was like a during the commercial. Or the yeah, commercial, they, he, he call they call it something like our, our all hail uh, the the something. Yeah, yeah. It was like what the fuck? Hail? Did they say hail? No. Uh... Or it's like praise be or some shit like that. Praise, praise, praise. It's insane, but uh, damn, I can't find it. It's not in like the quotes. Mm. Dang, yeah, what did they? Oh. 
Um, they did. They, I think they specifically gave it gave it a name at some point, and it was like it's some cult thing they've got going on. Um, a riot? A riot? I feel like it started with an O. For some reason. I don't know. Here, let anyway, me, but um, let me let me find it. I, I can't stop now. The the yeah. order of the coagula. Coagula. The coagula. There's the it is. That's what they Okay, order. That was, order okay. of coagula. I'm like, okay. Damn, there's a whole wiki page of this. Yeah, it was like, and our order. That's what he said. Like, hmm. he said, our order, which is just fascist as all hell. Um, order? He lost the Olympics and immediately was like, I need to be faster. And this was his solution. He was like, I'm going to take a black man's body. If I can't beat Jesse him, Owens, join Jesse him. Owens, literally. Jesse Owens beat me. I'm going to have to beat beat him somehow. Maybe I'll take his brain. Wait. I have an idea. Well, at least they are all dead now. Pretty, um, yeah, thank God. They are well, all dead. Well, shoot. I guess um, there's other members of the family that left that are still alive, that are still part of it. Um, right, but, but they only can have one they continue? The they don't have the yeah, they don't have the neurosurgeon. They don't have the hypnotist. I have the feeling vital. they're going to find. I have the feeling they're going to find a dude's dead body with a deer antler sticking out of his chest, where he's laying next to an open door with a man who's got his skull ripped off the top of his head and his brain is exposed. They're going to be like, "Well, this was some weird shit. Let's hopefully let's let's look into what this might have been." Mm. Uh, Sequel movie, we get um, just mercenary Chris going on a rampage, finding everyone else in this family, and just taking oh, them out. Oh, now it's like an action revenge. I like that. I like that. That's his list, you know? Just every family oh, member. Absolutely. You like Tiger? You you know like he has like like a line a that he says to each of them. Kills him with a golf club. Yeah, he, yeah. Shit. He has a line he says to each of them. Before he kills him, you know, feels that feels like the ladies' muscles. Ooh, I, I don't think you're strong enough for me. Like, Dang, like, you know, or you know, yeah, he has, oh. he's like, he's like, it is better. And then <laughs> kills her. Oh man! All right, Jordan Peele. I mean, it's there. Um, it's there for you. It's there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Maybe a comedy. Maybe he does make a comedic, like an actual blend of the two. That'd be well, tough. I saw in the trivia that Jordan Peele said that that was one of the first things they thought as soon as they finished the movie. They were like, "This feels ripe for a sequel." So, like, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's completely out of the picture. I think it's a potentiality. Um, and you know, whenever that might happen, I'm there. Because I guess there, there's the possibility that the daughter. Rose somehow didn't die because we never saw her. I mean, she was bleeding out, but like she had to come back to life and try to like kill Chris again. So she could technically be alive, I guess, when the real police show up. Um, because he did call the real police. Um, yeah, he did. Really? And he's like, he said, I'm at the Arlington. What's the last name? Armitage. Um, Armitage. He said, I'm at the Armitage house. Um, these people are crazy, blah, 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 blah. And then he like hung up. And whatever, um, man, did he? When did he call the police? Yeah, when was I that? feel like he did. No, he did. Um, 
But when was it? I think it might have been the first time when he left, actually. After, like, he's leaving in the Porsche for the first time, and he's... No, he's... Fuck! He calls the police. Um, I swear. Uh, maybe... I don't know when it was. Now I'm I'm second guessing. Uh, yeah, I, oh, I just I simply don't remember it, and may, maybe he did. Uh, I swear but, he did. But even so, I think there's another interesting parallel where, uh, you know, she's dying, but she's not dead, and they go ahead and drive away. Mm. Leave, yeah. Uh, to his to his mom. Uh, oh. Like uh. Oh. He's, he's shown throughout the entire movie that if someone is hurt and near and nearby he, he can't help but try to help in some way mm. and he goes nah man oh no fuck, fuck her man. she's the worst she might yeah, be the exactly. worst out of all of them um oh, to, she like, might be fake the love someone athlete. yeah i mean like the you got loops she ate her fruit loops like separately the glass of oh milk yeah and she the... drank the milk out of a fucking glass and just you know oh probably because you can't mix colors with whites uh, oh i didn't oh i didn't even like maybe or it's just because she's psychotic though or it's just because she's a psycho all, all of the above would apply if 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 one of those if the first thing you said was right she is automatically psychotic mm, that's yeah. that's also fair <laughs> and no one dresses like that and does their hair like that if you're not psychotic um, no, she, she, I mean, the way she could act completely attached and in love with this man, it seemed like they'd, they'd been together, what, four months? Is that what it was? Is that what it said? Uh, yeah, because he said four, and then she was like five, five or something like that, yeah. It was either three to four or four to five, uh, yeah, but one yeah. of the two. But like, dang. Five months that this was plotted. Dang. You know, like, that's, that's fucking crazy. And, uh, you know, when he finds those pictures of the the housekeeper and the uh, and and of Georgina, and it's like, oh, no. She's oh, done this God. to... Oh, wait a minute. There's a... There's a lot more people out there. They, I didn't even think about those people that she's already brought in. That was so many more people. And they're out just in the world doing whatever, right? Or were they well, unsuccessful? I guess uh, we only know four, including Chris, because all well, the pictures are the same. Are the same dude? Oh, they are. Yeah, they're all. I think they are. I thought so. Oh, I thought uh, they were all different dudes. Oh, uh, I saw. I thought it was uh, all the house, or all the housekeeper, and then one picture of Georgina. Oh, really? Maybe yeah. I just didn't catch that. Okay. I thought they were all... Like, we saw Walter. We saw... Um, um, who was it? Georgina. Yeah. And then the other guy. Oh, Andre. Dre. Andre. Thank you. Um, we saw him. I swear there was just, like, another random... Like, someone that was just, like, we haven't seen in the movie at all. Um, right, right. Something like that. I, I, I don't know. Um, but it should be... Yeah, like right here. Let's see. Yeah, it's right here. 
Man. Oh. Of course. Oh. But, uh, hmm. I mean, regardless. Regardless, I thought yeah. it was a, it just... It was a strong scene. And, uh, just another great scene for Daniel Kaluuya as an actor. Like, the realization he dons and, like, uh... Is that? No, I think those are all different dudes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, shoot. Ah, oh, shoot. Oh, oh, they're all different. They are yeah, all, all different. different. And there's like seven that we haven't seen. Uh, and then that's Walt. Uh, and then... And then Georgina. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. There's like six or seven like just unknown dudes. No, yeah, that's funny. I guess I wasn't even really paying attention. I just like assumed. Mm. Uh, Dang, she's been. They've been doing this for a while. Yeah, it's really, really, really fucked up, man. I went ahead and threw in uh, Jordan Peele in writing and directing. I'm, um, I'm with you, and I think it way, might be. Uh, it might. Be a candidate for the for the last category. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. I was wondering. Um, I didn't want to just throw it in there. Yeah, but these movie are... of the decade, I think it's a reasonable nominee. We only got two in there. Um, and that's kind of the only right. other movie that has so far been. I mean, uh, La La I'd... Land might be might yeah, be worthy. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Deserves it. You get a few more nominees in here for the movie of the decade, but uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to do uh, costume design potentially for this movie? Get it, get it a nod for that. The uh, the way they were dressed often played an important role. We mentioned earlier about how they were dressed in all black, mm. uh, then later in the movie dressed in all white. The uh, the like forties attire that they put uh, mm-hmm. that they put the, the Dre in, and it's like, ugh, this feels this feels icky. Um, I yeah, guess man. I think it was I think it was really effectively done, uh, and yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it a soundtrack nod as well. Who is the Michael Abels or Abels Abels Michael Abels um, Michael Abels at a boy? Um, the, uh, a soundtrack for a, a horror type thriller movie is very important. You got to really mm. get that. Vile, you know, like the one string long note, you know, or oh, like the fucking, like whenever he's just walking down the hall and Georgina like walks behind him and they, there's a single note played in that scene, just ding, when she walks behind him and that's it. And it's like, oh, that was it was so effective, you know. It's not scary, but adding that in makes it scary. And then oh, uh, the opening whenever... song in like Swahili, it's in like yeah, it's in like and it tra- I know it translates to something. I forgot what it translates to. I heard it somewhere. But uh like yeah, that song was like And the song that's playing you mentioned yeah. earlier how like a dude running is not just a just a typically mm. scary thing. And I think that the music played during that scene adds to it. Uh in Walters a way that's like, run sixteen seconds. Oh It's just like Oh, oh. It's the worst. It's the yeah, oh, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah. You're it's, like, oh fuck, I'm gonna die, and it's because of the music. It's what instrument is? Do they use? It's like, 
it's like they're playing a violin, but they're not putting their fingers at the top, and it's just the scratchiness of, like, the violin, you know, and they're doing it just, like, fast, and, like, oh, ah, yeah. oh, this isn't really a soundtrack that you listen to, I guess, you know. No. Um, but, but, like, it was so for the movie, yeah, yeah, yes, um, like, a lot of them are just, like, 16 seconds, 12 seconds, or just, like, you know, Georgina's silhouette. Oh, the one note. Oh, there it was. It li- oh, dude. That's, it's, it's kind of nice to hear these out of con, like, just in their own little sound bites. Um, ooh. Yeah, like, man. I, uh, I really, really fuck with it. It lended to the movie really, really well. And this might be how you feel about a set design nod. The Armitage house and the, uh, the basement and, uh, the room he's in whenever he's tied up looking at the TV. And, uh, I think it might be worthy of a set design nod as well. Screw it, we only got three in there. Um, and the first two are literally just because it's like CGI created. Yeah, craziness. And then La La Land is an actual, I feel like, a legitimate set design nomination. Right, For some right. reason, it feels more legitimate than, than Inception. Well, I think had to build a giant set design for the last literal uh, sets. 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, literal sets. And, like, we even saw Warner Brothers Studios' legitimate sets in yeah, the exactly. set. Exactly. Of the... That's not a set of... That was just the real studio. I guess I couldn't tell you if it was a set of the set or if it was... Can you imagine if that was all, like, blue screen? And, like, that what they just didn't actually film at the set because, like... I was thinking, how do you shut down... I guess it's just they constantly probably do that. I don't know. Like, well, they've also like a but those are like walking past to get that they just rebuilt that they build it. You know, like that they 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 rebuilt it they else. built the Warner Brothers set somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I I now I have to Never like I have to know. Um, we'll have to look into it at some point. But yeah, I think Get Out is definitely a. I think it's definitely worthy. And tell me, have we had a movie that's nominated in every category before? I don't think so. Um, that's okay. Let's see. We have Interstellar, 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 Interstellar. Interstellar seems to be the only one, the only other one. Um, Damn, and let's see. Let's. In yeah. Um, let's see, Interstellar, Movie of the Decade, Writing, uh, Directing, yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. Actor, we, Matthew McConaughey, I mean, I feel like that's definitely fair, and Hathaway, um, definitely fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Romilly? David Geisy? Romilly. Why am I blanking on that character? Yeah, Romilly. Why am I... uh, is the black dude who goes into space with them. Oh, okay. The, oh, the dude that's like, I've been waiting for 30, for 23 years. Oh, oh fuck. Uh, Murph. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Like, that's Cost. crazy if that, if the only two movies that have ever been nominated in every category are both in the 2010s. Let's see. Yeah, Avatar didn't. It was kind of close. Um, 
I don't think crazy. I don't think any other movie has. That's Unless crazy. Star Wars did? No, I mean, yeah, no, that hardly counts for me. I mean, of course we were going to give it a yeah. nomination in every single fucking thing. I guess it didn't get a nominee in best supporting actress because we didn't have a single supporting actress in the entire decade. Um, dang, Raiders didn't even do it. Yeah, uh, Get Out and Interstellar. Talk about the fucking movies of the decade, my G. Bam. Uh, this shit, this shit was nuts. How about we give it a rating, though? I, th- I think we're ready. I think we are ready. I think I might have spotted one more movie that did it. Oh, it didn't do it by I by two. It wasn't the movie of the decade, um, and not there was no um, actress. But it was almost Jurassic Park, or oh, no supporting actress. Doesn't look like mm. it. Um, but anyway, rating this movie. Who? Okay, enjoyment. I mean, for a thriller movie, it did exactly what a thriller movie supposed to do. Um, yes, my I'm heart thrilled. I, I I was thrilled as well. Um and I I I mean it was nice. I to, throw a five at this. Yeah. I mean it was like it wasn't horror for no reason either. There was social meaning behind it. Uh which mm-hmm. is always nice. You know, it's not just movie for movie's sake. Um which is fine in the first place. Uh you know Oh yeah, but there's movies, something to be said and yeah. that can only add to it. Um I uh for for those who are joining us for the first time, uh, the Penny Bloom rating scale, we got three sections. Uh, five stars out of enjoyment, out of five stars for as well as it fulfills its genre, and out of five stars, just how good was it critically as as a as a film? And, uh, and that's that's all uh, the performances, the filmmaking itself, the soundtrack, all that, all goes into that rating. Enjoyment completely subjective, and we take the. Uh, we take the average of those numbers and it becomes our five star rating. So no, it's not perfectly uh, subject or objective, but we like a uh, we like perfect. incorporating what we like. Yeah, it's we pretty like perfect. Yeah, um, it's not perfect uh, critically, but it's pretty it's much close. a perfect scale um, for how a movie should be rated. No, I'm kidding, but I think it, it works out. A lot of things uh, seem to work out uh, whenever we we do it they this find way. The right in, spot, in the average, man. so. Um, I mean, and frick, genre. That's another five. I mean, come on! Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, that, that's just kind of maybe you know. He went for a genre that he knew he could just own. He's yeah, like, he no one's doing it right in the modern you know era. Really, it's all just remakes of old. Yeah, it's, it's either – the only good ones are like the remakes of the classics, and it's the only reason they're good is because it's like, oh, I'm watching something – you know, I'm watching a character that was in a good horror movie, not because like mm. the movie that they're in is good, you know, sort of thing. Right, right. Um, so he's like, fuck it. I'm going to jump in, own it. And, I, you know, he's, he's, he's doing it. He's um, doing it, yeah. I think this was uh... – a. This is as good as a thriller as any I've ever seen. Like, uh, mm. I think it's going to fuck around and get a higher rating than The Shining. I have little to yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, I'd say I definitely like this movie more than The Shining. I have, uh, mm. I have no doubts about it. And if you can make a horror thriller, that I go, yeah, I probably like that more than The Shining. Damn. You've done it. You've done the thing. Um. I mean, yeah, it's, it's too fucking good, man. Uh, and I, you know, we had Interstellar, 
and we had La La Land, I think they're going to fuck around and not be as highly rated as Get Out is. I mean, I think this might. It has be to be above. It has to be above a four eight five on the film, if it were to be better. And let's take, let's take a look at the four eight fives over here, for me. We got Slumdog, La La Land, King Kong, Jurassic Park. Hey, do me a favor. Check out the the bottom yeah. four nine. Yeah. Yeah. The Shining. Uh-huh. Man. Two little horror little, little horror thrillers up in here. Shining and Jaws. I think it mm. joins kind of... I think it's there, dude. Yeah. And I, like, after one watch, I don't think I'm there. But after the second, you, where I'm at now, every I have a little no doubt this is one of the... This might be, like I said, the best movie of the decade. Mm. Which is absurd. It's my three... My top... Two that I was like, okay, if I'm looking at this decade, I'm looking at the best ones that we have on this list. I immediately went to Interstellar and Parasite. Those are the two movies that I went. I haven't even seen Parasite. It's this just of what I yeah I know. Um, no, this decade's fucking nuts, dude. But yeah, the, my top three now for movie of the decade is Interstellar, yeah, Get Out, and Parasite have... on word of mouth alone. Um, <laughs> So I shouldn't, the fact that we're closing yeah. out the 2010s with Get Out, Blind Spotting, and Parasite, it's a nuts three in a row to go out on. Like, uh, as far as this uh, semi-thriller uh, genre-blending sort of thing is concerned, it's so fucking good. That um, ties it with Godfather, Shawshank Redemption, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Average. But that's the, th- well, the thing the is... Genre, there's no way it's not a five. Like, hmm. as a genre, there's no way it's not a five. Enjoyment, I mean, it's either a four, nine, or a five. Like, yeah. that's just how it is. And, like, the only score that's, like, debatable here is film. And, like, the performances are wild. Every shot has its very, very specific purpose. Um, like, the story intertwines crazy like every time you watch it you realize it's like deeper and deeper it's immensely well written so well shot the performances are insanely good i i struggle to find a thing that's wrong with this movie period um and here's the thing you know i'm looking at it i go is it on the 495 tier on that average is it interstellar la la land or the matrix you know what's crazy i go easily not mm. You know, I go no. Yeah. The the then you ask yourself, is it on the same level as a Godfather, Raiders, and Shawshank? It's that, that it's harder to go me. immediately. Yes, you know, like it's harder to go. Like I think I do. I do like this movie overall. Maybe Interstellar's close to it. And there's, um, that's the thing, too. Well, is that these are I mean, all five out of five like, enjoyments yeah. here. Interstellar, La La Land, and The Matrix. And I'll tell you, if if you're going, like, casually, let's throw on a movie. Yes, I throw on any of those before I throw on Get Out. Just because I prefer the feelings those give me before I prefer the feelings Get Out gives me. But as far as being well-written, mm. I think a perfect place for it to fall 
is dead ass right between Shawshank and Interstellar. A four like, nine six be, would be this might be the four nine six. The the lone four nine six to kick out. We are top ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Goes to twenty sixth place. If we put mm. in, if we slot in, uh, get out there at lone, you know, by itself at four nine six. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It goes down to twenty-four. We're cutting out Boys in the Hood and Kill Bill Volume Two from our top ten movies, which I is is cool. interesting. Um, in order to do this, though, in order to get it at a four nine seven, we would have to change some rating. There it is. It's a four eight nine film instead of four nine. Okay. It is a okay. so it is it is. Not quite. Um, I guess it's not quite the Shining Jaws Raider Shawshank Godfather. Um, yeah, and that and feels that makes, more right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, and here's the thing too: is that like I can't. I, there's no guarantee how I feel about this when you ask me in 20 years, mm. uh, because there's a thing here where Get Out came out five years ago, and we're comparing it with the newest movie out of all of these came out in 1994. So like. Uh, <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. these are all certified classics that we're trying to hold Get Out to right now. And I, like, we're too, we're too close to Get Out for me to confidently tell you, yes. Get Out is, like, our movie. shining. You know? Yeah. It's, like, I, I feel, like, I really feel, like, it will be a horror movie or a, a thriller movie that sticks with me. It's, like, he, Jordan Peele has stuck with me. And, like, he's hit some nerve. And I, I don't think it'll, like, really fade. I think these are his, his movies I will... I will always enjoy, and I, I, I don't know. I, no, I that's feel like, spot yeah. on. Throwing Get Out there and its lone spots there, it's absolutely right. Like I just, uh, it's sitting right above La La Land, Jurassic Park, American Gangster, The Matrix, but right below The Shining, Jaws, Raiders, and Shawshank. Like, yeah, yeah, hmm. that's. I think it's one of the best modern movies ever. Like I'm talking last ten years, I don't I I. Sh- Struggle to tell you for sure there's a better movie. Um, it's so, like, even if you don't like horror movies is the thing. I feel like this is sti- it's like still a movies. great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, this is just a, like, it's not really meant for the horror crowd. It's meant for, like, just everyone. It, this like, is one of those ones that should be required viewing. We've talked about that before. Oh. Uh, like, what should what should it be like? Uh, you You have to watch this or else. Um, I think this is one of them. Yeah. I'm thinking so as well. Dang. I did not anticipate getting a new high for the month out of Get Out Here. And there uh, it is. In I a mean, month with two four nine fives? Absolutely the fuck not. You're kidding me. 4.73 for the month, which our top month is still... Uh, up there, May. Okay. May with 4.86. Then July, 4.78. Then September, 4.77. Then November. So it is it's our... That fucking, it's that enjoyment rating on the big short. Really fucked up the month for everyone. It did. Um, yeah, it did. And I mean, you can only make a movie about the housing crisis so likable. That's true. I mean, with what they had, they did a great job. 
but yeah. uh, it's hard to say. Um, I would I would rather watch. Um, let's see. Yeah, now would... we were talking a second ago about how you know La La Land, Interstellar, The Matrix. Yeah, I watched those all before Get Out, but I sure as shit watch Get Out again before I watch The Big Short. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. So I, I think I think we're not we're not wrong. We're not far off. Um, I don't know. The scale just seems to work. It just it seems do, to work. I'm... It do be do be do. It do be do be do. Putting Star Wars in its zero with place, so these numbers actually line up with um, what we're kind of talking about. I feel I've, Star Wars is just in a in a league of its own. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's but, not. Um, it's not the same. <laughs> but yeah, it's simply not the same. That's. I mean, it's it's number four, um, but technically tied for second, or just second on its own. Actually, um, fucking nuts. Yeah, second. Only to The Godfather, Raiders, and Shawshank Redemption. So that's... That's fucking nuts, man. That's pretty good. Um, love that's me pretty some, good. Love me some Jordan Peele. Um, and I'm glad we As finally we finally got to him. So, um, God damn, that was mm-hmm. good. And with that, Get Out comes to a 496 out of five stars, bringing November as a month to 4.73. And thus, we've only got one month left, baby. December, quite the lineup for you there. Uh, first Friday of December, we're going blind spotting for 2018, uh, Parasite for 2019, Nomad Land for 2020, Tick Tick Boom for 2021, and Everything Everywhere All at Once to cap this entire project off. And I can't think of a better place to end it. Uh, this is... I'm so glad we're almost there. We're almost there. Fuck, it's been fun. Uh, yeah, Blind Spotting. Mm. 2018 I'm next ready. week. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, but if you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom where you'll find over 24 hours of exclusive content. Over there, I... I'm still doing a bunch of reading reviews, uh, all the books I'm reading, all the comic books I pick up every week. I'm doing a little solo dolo show there for you. Go ahead and check that shit out. Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. It is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And a mind is a terrible thing to waste.